1: in the nick of time, slid right in to home plate, just in the nick of time. Let me open up the screen and let's get with it. We have a lot to cover and only a way that Brother Neil Frazier can do it. Let's, let's How are you doing, Brother Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm over here hiding myself. So okay. pay it no mind because, you know, we're in a new location and you know we'll be setting things up and everything like that. So, so everything's going good. You look well on the screen. You got yourself centered just right. Okay. And um, let me take this banner off here that's scrolling so we can focus on your information. And um, I'm just so glad to be here. And we're yeah, going to play. Great,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I can't wait.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm good. I'm glad to be with you, too, on Monday, man. It's a good day. Every day is a good day as long as we keep pushing forward, right?
1: yes. Yes. So everything sounds good. Like I said, you know, we're in a completely new location and I'm happy about that. And well, so, congratulations, uh, brother. My- congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What a tremendous sense of relief and looking forward to going even higher. You know, that's that's really yeah. what it is, you know, going higher. Yeah. You know, so we have, um, I don't know if you want to play the video right away. Um, we have two videos we want to play. One was replaced by another. Um, I have to get the other one. I have this first one with Dr. Francis Chris welsing um, okay. Is there anything that you wanted to say before we play it, or just as an intro before we play the video?
2: Um, yeah. Um, well, you know the bio of her is very important because uh, yes. she is a she is one of our uh, greatest minds that have been produced right. uh, in America, and uh, we need our younger generation need to hear more of her and what her theory and philosophy on life as a black person living in this world, as only she can do. So she's a special, special sister. I'm glad to be highlighting her work today.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, so we're gonna play this video. It's not a long video, and while we play it, I'm gonna search for the other one. because you know, I just got right into position. So let well, me you know what, brother? Understand. It's
2: fine. This one is this one is good enough. It's fine. If okay, okay, cool, okay,
1: okay, because I know you have a chock full of information <laughs> to share.
2: <laughs> yeah, I reread you know? her book, yeah. the ISIS Papers.
1: Okay, here we go. All right, I'm gonna start this. Okay, hold tight. Ooh.
3: yo 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 guys welcome back again today today we're going to be talking about dr francis Cress welsing dr francis Cress welsing was born in 1935 in chicago illinois both her father and mother held jobs in which her mother was a teacher and her father was a doctor in the medical field She also was the second child of three girls. These two professionals would mold Frances to look deeper into the normal way of life. Her dad, Henry, and her mother, Ida. She would go on to university at the age of 22 in 1957. She would acquire a bachelor's degree of science from Antioch College in Ohio, and in 1962, Frances would acquire a medical doctor degree from Howard University. She also acquired a medical degree in child psychology. She would go on to work at children's hospitals as a psychiatrist and eventually went back to Howard University to work as an assistant professor. Frances would go on to write her first writing, which is The Crest Theory of Color Confrontation and Racism. She would publish this book in 1970. This book would analyze and suggest that humans with little to no pigment in their skin were abnormal. Pigment in human skin seemed to be the natural state. This conclusion came from the majority of humans producing pigment in their skin, such as Europeans or albinoism was a genetic inadequacy. This theory in Francis's book would be the origins of white supremacy culture and racial perception. Twenty-two years later, she would write The Isis Papers, The Keys to the Colors. This was a collection of essays written by Francis over an 18-year time period. They were also named after the Egyptian goddess Isis, who was the sister of the god of Osiris. She would argue the African origins of civilization by highlighting the achievements in philosophy, science, and architecture. Frances also talks of Europeans being the only people in the world with little to no melanin, and for this reason, they were expelled out of Africa. She also claims that Europeans want to ensure genetic survival in Europeans due to the rest of the world having melanin. Populations of blacks and other melanated people around the world were growing at a faster rate than whites were. If put in the same population with melanin, the melanin would mix with the white and produce a person with melanin. Francis speaks of how Europeans view the human body as a sin and the need to be reborn. While no such concepts exist in any melanated culture around the world before the introduction of foreign religions, I found this Mark Twain quote I learned about and found very interesting nearly all the black and brown skins are beautiful but white is rare how rare one may learn by walking down a street in paris new york or london on any weekday particularly in an unfashionable street and keeping count of the satisfactory complexions encountered in the course of a mile where dark complexions are masked they make the whites look bleached out unwholesome sometimes frankly ghastly that was said by mark twain himself these papers and writings were the first time a african-american psychiatrist wrote on and against a predominantly white practice in the west theories and studies on social cultural and psychology in the west were mostly done by europeans she was qualified to speak on all these subjects and she did she would be the first to focus on why white supremacy came into the world She had pushback and even debated on live TV. Her debate would be in 1974 with Dr. William Shockley. Dr. William Shockley at the time was author of a theory of black genetic inferiority. She would debate and the bases were and challenged the traditional definitions of racism. She would speak on these definitions that were put in place by white behavioral and social scientists. There was a lot of controversy surrounding her, and she was even spoke about on the Los Angeles Times for being the first scientist to analyze white racism in Western psychiatry. Francis had a strong belief that racism could be erased by education, self-respect and discipline. She would go on to lecture at many universities and also in England. She also advised Black women and men to not have kids until they were in their 30s. This was so they can properly educate themselves so they can raise the next generation to function at a high level. Frances would pass away in 2016 at the age of 80 years old. So today we talk about Frances Cress Welsing. Please like and subscribe, turn on the bell notification down there so you'll get all my videos. Add me on all social medias, which is Africa Network, which is Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Snapchat, Facebook, and TikTok. Each one, teach one. Always love each other, always learn from each other. And yo guys, until next time, keep debating. Peace. One love. Oh right on. Uh, thank you,
2: Brother Lance. Yeah, I thank appreciate you, you playing you. the videos. Um, because uh one of the other things that it does is a lot of the younger generation, such as the one that made this video, they um, are coming into the knowledge and they are producing um, great work that is um, trying to be lost or purposely being lost um, due to the type of racism that we face in education. But, uh, I just want to uh, say hello to you, brother. I'm glad uh, you're getting yes. your house in order and everything is working out for you. Um, yes, thank you. I, I want to greet everybody in the chat room. I uh, <clears throat> I uh, reread the ISIS papers, it took a couple of days, um, but mm-hmm. it, it took me back to when I, I first came across her knowledge. And uh, you know, she back during the time that time, um, a lot of people. I was at Morgan, but she was at she was uh, very well known um, in Howard and uh, where she went to school and taught, and also um, just throughout the whole continent. <laughs> and uh, she's in the line of, of some of our great great teachers and scholars that came out of the Chicago area. Another one that comes to mind is Dr. Clyde Winters. And uh, you know, she is the prototype of our queens. and you 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 can bet that there will never be a movie about her unless one of us produces that movie. So, one of the real interests, absolutely, brother. And, you know, one of the the interesting things about this sister is she stands at the top of of this profession. She's a medical doctor and a psychiatrist. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. She's a medical doctor and has psychiatric treatment uh, training of the brain. And so she is more qualified to talk about black issues than anybody out there. Um, And along with France Fanon, they are to me, the creator, creatrix spirit that our people for some reason have not embraced. Um, I was was gonna say earlier before I get into the lesson that I can remember the controversy uh, surrounding her where they didn't even want her teaching at Howard. And, and you know, a lot of our so-called academic people or bourgeois people, they are, let's call it for what it is. They are the ones that are the gatekeepers um, that keep the real knowledge from our people. But today we're gonna celebrate our sister this, um, her work, like, like many of our um, people, educators in the past, her work is timeless, um, but because we have been indoctrinated to split time up, we don't incorporate the importance of this, but a black psychiatrist is more, um, along with uh, social psychologists like Dr. Amos Wilson, are more qualified to um, explain, to look at our situation, explain it, and then put a theory out there. Now, here's the other thing. She is the only black psychiatrist other than France Fanon, that has a theory out. And it's interesting that France Fanon's theory is basically the same, which is the biological roots of hate. So as we go into um Dr. Frances Cress Welsing, again her theory is very, very challenging. Because um, like many of the uh, things that we say and do, like take you for instance, when you have to deal with truth with our people, it it causes a a real friction and tension. But this is the only way that we are going to be able to cut through all of the indoctrination and education that we have been given in regards to who we are, how we are supposed to function. I'm sorry? Oh. Oh oh, Okay. And also um, why we are functioning in this manner. And all of these things are very important because as we talk about all the time, we see the effects on our young people now, now, think about if, if uh, Francis, Dr. Frances Cress Welsing was really touted in our community like she should be and need to be. We have a different set of uh, young women, a different mindset with our young women in terms of who they are. And uh, no one has, else has the uh, capacity um, than our young women to do this but this is why so much time and effort is uh, given to them being something other than who they are. So as I said, her, her main theory um, in 1968, 1970, uh, 70, I'm sorry, 69, the crest theory of colorization or the crest theory of racism. And again, it's rooted And uh, it's the biological roots of hate or uh, more importantly, the fear of genetic annihilation. And this work is from her um, groundbreaking book, The ISIS Papers, uh, The Keys to the Colors. And uh, one of the things that she said was that uh, she had read a statement by uh, Dr. uh, W. B. Du Bois that said that the uh, problem of the 20th century is the problem of the color line. Um, so let's, let's dive into her theory. Um, let's look at each one of them. I, I actually uh, found there are many more, but about, about 32 of them. And, and we'll go through them, and we'll dissect them, and we'll look at it through her eyes and through her theory and I'll also add a little commentary along the way. But uh, I'll make the distinction between what Dr. Welsing is saying and what my commentary is.
1: Yes, yes. I'm gonna run upstairs really quick. Okay um,
2: brother.
1: Bring a plate back to the kitchen and I'll come right back down.
2: Okay. Brother, okay. So, uh, so uh, also we know from what Dr. John Henry Clark said, is that we have no friends. And when we look at the work of Dr. Welsing, we we can comprehend and understand why a man like Dr. Clark made this kind of a statement who traveled the world and dealt with cultures all over the world. Um, But the first thing she said was the number one law of genetics is black first and black last. And she talked about the nine month rule when um, Europeans began to travel on the oceans and they came in contact with black people when they, let's let's say for what it is, when they raped the black women or women of color, wherever they went, then If they stuck around for nine months, then they found out that that offspring is gonna be a black or melanated child. Okay, so this this was their first encounter with this, what we call the nine month rule. Okay, that no matter how you slice slice it and dice it, the first law of genetics is black first, and blackless. And so this is this is one of the reasons why there became a urgent need to now create something that could offset this genetic reality. This is something the creator created you couldn't you couldn't change it or they couldn't change it. So they had to structure a system that would be able to counter this uh, natural law that existed. Um, the The other point that she made was that blacks have the highest level of genetic manifestation over time. So this causes black males to be the number one enemy and threat to the white male power structure. And, and we see this playing out, um, we have seen this played out, I should say, in the 500-year history that we've had with Europeans, now known as white people. We, we've seen this. Um, this is undeniable. Um, this is a fact that can't be disputed. And... She gives us the explanation for this, um, which we'll go into uh, on the next, uh, next page. But for the most part, what she was saying was that black and brown men control the genetics on the planet. Um, this is true because we know that uh, 90% of the people on the planet are melanated people. The, uh, again, these are facts that can't be disputed. So we're looking at how 10% of the world's population um, is able to control the other 90% of the world's population. Um, so I, I kind of look at uh, a couple of things to kind of support this uh, theory that she has. You, you can look at medical homicide. Um, there was a study that was done by a doctor that worked for the CDC. I'm sure they took the video down by now. It was called The, um, uh, the Medical Homicide of Black Babies. And uh, what they would do is a lot of the vaccines that we use they would grind the babies up and i know this sounds horrible Um, the ones that were not given to uh planned parenthood which is a whole another um, story in itself but the ones that were uh, aborted or however um they um were not alive okay some were uh, their death was induced, um, but nonetheless, this medical homicide um, was greater than any other group of people in the United States. And so, when they, when he began to look at it, he realized that these babies that were being grounded up were being used. Their, um, actually, their substance, you know, and just call it for what it is, their melanin, which is the number one pill, pharmaceutical pill in the world, was being used, okay, to strengthen the power of the vaccine and in some cases was being used in order to target melanated people. When they were injected, uh, we mentioned Planned Parenthood. Um, we know that the founder of Planned Parenthood was an avowed racist, but Planned Parenthood, at least when I was growing up, you could find one just about on every corner um, in our communities. And uh, you know, only I, I mean, only the Creator knows what they did with the millions of. Uh, babies that were aborted uh, since its founding, hundreds of millions. But th- this supports um, this statement that she made, that there is a biological root and origin of hate. Um, so her psychiatric evaluation of our society on a subconscious level is sexuality. Now, we know people like the people that they have in the history books like Sigmund Freud, who's really a fraud, because <laughs> unbeknownst to us is that Sigmund Freud took a lot of his knowledge and, and comprehension and interpretation of some subconscious functioning from the African culture. Um, but those those of us that know this uh, know that a lot of his eva- psychiatric evaluation centered around what he learned from the um, knowledge that went before him, uh, from Kemet and and other uh, parts of the of the motherland that he actually got information from. Uh, so she used, she used sports in order to um, break this down and give us a true picture of what is happening to uh, the white male psychic on a subconscious level that's then, then directed towards black males. That big brown balls rule, okay, that you have a brown football that goes through a white open upright. Then you have a brown basketball that goes into a white net, which is still a hole. Then you have a small white ball with a long stick that you use, okay, to knock the white balls into Black Mother Earth. Um, She also gave an analogy that I thought it was very uh, fascinating because I used to like to play this game, the game of pool, and I never thought about it before until I uh, actually heard her theory that in order to win the game, not only do you have to knock down all of the balls and the numbers, that the stripe or solid that you chose, okay, but In order to win the game, you must knock the black ball into the hole, okay? And the only one ball left standing is the the little white ball. It's a a fascinating way to look at and um, conceptualize this, but we have to remember that a psychiatrist um, is uh, qualified to look at the subconscious in ways that we may not um, you know, comprehend right away. And it might seem far-fetched, but when, when you think about the way that she broke this down and using balls, it makes a lot of sense. Um, so I mentioned to you that uh, she uh, when she first read the statement W. D. B. Du Bois that uh, the problem of the 20th century is the problem of the color line. She came up with, uh, well, actually, she met Mr. Neely Fuller Jr., uh, one of our uh, great sociologists who, um, when she first heard him speak, she learned about this system because, prior to that time prior to this um information coming out by uh, mr neely fuller jr and also uh later by dr Welsing, is that we looked at everything from an economic standpoint i mean we had to because the economics was what was uh, overwhelmingly affecting the plight of black people or black and brown people this was you know something that we couldn't walk away from. So, from her dealings with uh, Neely Fuller Jr., she uh, surmised that there was a system of white supremacy that was based on anti-blackness, and uh, again, she she got this um, system from Neely Fuller Jr., but. This system of white supremacy and uh, anti-blackness actually operated in nine areas of human activity, which is economics, education, law, politics, entertainment, labor, religion, and sex. Now for each one of these areas, I did a little commentary to kind of you know, bring more light to this. Um, and economics, if, if you look at the fact that we are denied any type of business capital to start uh, any type of institution that will benefit our people, other than churches and liquor stores. Um, but outside of that, we're not able to get any financing or capital from the same banks that take um, black money or tithes from the churches every Sunday. We, we get none of this money to use for the economic uh, growth and development of the black community. Also, uh, when you look at um, individuals like Marcus Garvey, who was basically castrated, okay, and Um, When I say Kessier, I'm talking about economically because he was the first person to build an industry. Okay, a global industry for our people that would have changed the destiny of our economic experience here in this country. And they mobilized against him using some of our own people. They mobilized against him and destroy the only corporate entity that was produced by black people on a global scale. Uh, Then you look at Black Wall Street, where you had people who could barely read or write that established uh, what we know as Black Wall Street, that we know the outcome of that we know what eventually happened. So these are, these are things that cannot be denied. Um, and what's really interesting is, no matter how much you try to hide these facts, they are still there in history. So because you keep them out of your books, you expect us just to bury the history of our ancestors when we look at movies, when you're still glorifying Rome and Greece, okay, from thousands of years ago. So when we talk about our people and our history, here's the other thing. How is it, and I thought about this, how is it that someone that controls 98 to 99% of the resources available to us, I'm talking about control the distribution of it, how is it that you're still fighting against us? What is it there? You know, when you start looking at these realities, which we, for some reason, don't want to look at or want to deny, I understand the reasons for this, but now it's time to come out of that because the war is full-blown. So if you want to be steamrolled, that's fine. I'm not going to be steamrolled. And uh, I know Brother Lance and the people in the chat room and all of us, we have a right to stand up, okay, as the original primordial seeds of the planet to defend us, to defend our culture and say that we are no longer going to accept the fact that you're gonna hide our history because it's not up to you, really. This is again, why we need our own black think tanks, why we need our own black schools because it's never gonna happen. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, people like her, their great work is gonna be buried. And it's gonna be buried because they have us so caught up into things that are going on outside of our culture that we don't see the time bomb ticking for our young people. Okay, and all all of these nine areas, okay, they're interconnected. The next one is education. Now, again, we have an issue where they want to deny real American history. Okay, okay. Um, they, they want to deny this because they know kids, children are not stupid, okay? They're not stupid. matter of fact, some of them have more sense than us because a child will tell you what's right in front of them, okay? The, the same thing we see, they see. The difference is they're not trying to sugarcoat it or act like it don't exist. So you ask yourself, who is... Uh, really the more mature one here because you still have a people that are unable to face their own fallacies, their own um, inferiority, okay? Their own, and, and I'm not saying that we are better than anybody. I'm just saying all of us, okay, have things that we have to look at but you only want to project this God Christian mentality that white is right and black is wrong. And we're saying no. This is our, our greatest scientists have explained to us the, how um, detrimental this is to our psychological uh, well being and survival. Um, Also, uh, yeah, so now what you see is you see the um, public and private school dichotomy that we're facing. So what they have done is, as they begin to destroy or close down or or stop the funding to have all these black tax and brown taxpayers that deserve a school in their community. But if you notice, they're shutting down mostly the elementary schools. Why is that? Because the, a lot of our great uh, ancestors and educators' names are on these schools. Carter G. Woodson, Charles Bunch, you know, a lot, Lawrence Dunbar, okay? So it's not just that um, they're closing these schools for the lies that they say they are because of, uh, because of their budgets, but they're closing them because many of those schools in our community bear the names of our great ancestors who had sacrificed and died for us. So because again, we're so inundated with economics we ignore the other eight areas of uh, human activity. Okay, um, the other point, and, and this system that Neely Fuller uh, presented to her and that she expounded on and clarified um, is very important to us today because this exact same thing is still happening. Okay, I don't care how much materialism you have, that's not going to change this reality. Um, The third area was the area of law. Okay, Uh, American jurisprudence. Uh, You know, you look at the uh, criminal justice system. (laughs) We don't even have to go into the prison industrial complex or, 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 or... when you look at law enforcement, when they're the judge and the jury on the streets with our people. Okay, so, you know, in all of these areas, we still see, okay, the exact same thing that Dr. Welsing was telling us, and that there has to be something greater than just economic denial. It has to be at the root, uh, a biological root of hate at a subconscious level. That has to be a fact. There's no other explanation for this. Uh, The fourth area is the area of politics. Look how long we've been dealing with the Voting Rights Act. This is nothing more than a psychological ploy uh, of control. You're still my slave. I can tell you when you can vote. Because remember, this is why it's so important for us to keep our history alive. <clears throat> and uh, I, I I was just browsing through something, and, and I saw one of the books uh, that they uh, are banning from being taught. Uh, kudos to uh, the young uh, Latino congresswoman. Uh, what's her name? They call her AOC, where she brought this out. They, they, are, uh, they are taking the story of Rosa Parks, that book, out of the public school system. Now, why didn't any of our black lawmakers point this out? Not that she is. She's a brown woman, melanated woman. Their culture is dealing with the same thing. But this history is important. Okay, this this history is very important to our people. If you, even if you didn't even hear about civil rights, you need to know the story of Rosa Parks because here was an individual who stood up, a young black woman at the time, stood up against this massive system of white supremacy, and said, no, I'm not gonna move. And so these are the types of images that are young black women, but again, I'm not saying this to put anybody down. Uh, I don't know Beyonce. I don't know anything about her. I know more about Jay-Z you know, being from the East Coast, but the the power structure doesn't see her as a threat. So they'll promote these 440 Hertz um, type of entertainment in order that our young woman, women, instead of wanting to follow in the footsteps of Francis Cress Welsing, okay, There's nothing wrong with being a singer, an entertainer, if you you want to. Beyonce, um, sometimes from some of the things I've seen, she comes out with good messages. But again, we need to see both sides. We don't need to just see that side where they're telling our young women, this is what a successful black woman is. Okay, get on TV and shake your ass and twerk. And then we'll reward you for that. But at the same time, they won't make a movie about Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, the greatest black psychiatrist that ever lived in America. The other thing is the manipulation and abuse of power. Um, It's convenient for you to lie when it covers you. But if you and I go into a courtroom and we say something, if we lie under oath, we're going to end up doing five years, sometimes more than that. So there are, there are two systems of justice in this country. Everybody knows it. But again, when you're able to take the truth and twist it into a lie, uh, you know then what can, you, what can you do? What can you say? Unless you have people who are willing to stand up against that. Uh, let's look at the fifth area, entertainment. Okay, so we have the same old stereotypes in the media that we see about blacks. Okay, you, you know, if you look back at the images that were presented about our people, You see a variation of it today. I see it, okay? I'm sure plenty of our people in the chat room and Lance and all of us see this, but this is constantly uploaded, okay? They're constantly projecting these old stereotypical images of bootlicking and cooning that are being lived out and played out right in front of us. Actually, there's a misnomer about the um, personality called Uncle Tom. They actually use that as a deception. Uncle Tom was not the person that they painted in history. So, you know, again, this is a perfect example of us following narratives that someone else has written about us when we have our own history that was written by our own people. that we refuse to accept. Um, The other thing is not only are they still using the same uh, old stereotypes, but um, black people still have the same fundamental relationship with white people that we had going back to the plantation where we were their form of entertainment. You know, we had to entertain them when you know other owners visited different plantations or if the um owner just wanted to be entertained they had to get out and dance and play the banjo or whatever instrument they played also in sports uh i don't know what the percentages are in the nfl i'd say 70 percent are black uh or melanated Uh, And we know in the NBA, 80% is is definitely black. Uh, In baseball, now you have the the, uh, Brown brothers, you know, probably 50 to 60%. But it's still a form of entertainment, okay, for the dominant culture. Um, Going all the way back to Rome, when they had these Colosseums and put people out there with lions okay so they tell you christians were eaten up by lions but you didn't know (laughs) that yeshua and those were fighting against these people just like you are today it's incredible but we're still the primary entertainment for them whether it's in sports whether it's in music whether it's in comedy whatever area of entertainment you want to look at, okay, other than when they're plagiarizing themselves in the media on the big screen. We are still the primary uh, entertainment for white culture. Uh, And then they've created this death culture with our young people where, again, you know, and I'll debate anybody on this, As the primordial seed of the planet, our kids, our children, have no reason being uh, subjected to a death culture. They are taking the creator given talents and gifts that you have that no one else has, and they're exploiting it for fiat and telling you that this is greater, or parade you across the screen as as being greater than your commitment to truth about your own people. This is one of the biggest tragedies when we look at it that has happened to us. Um, She also talked about the fact that... um, Black people have endured torture and torment for 25 generations. And think about that. 25 generations. But yet you want to sweep this under the rug as if this has no psychological or subconscious effect on us? You have got to be insane to believe that no no person in their right mind would look at the 465 hundred year history of torment and abuse against black people and say that this does not this system does not apply to us today <clears throat> um, when we look at labor okay, Uh, The continuous or the continual unemployment of black men and replacing it with guns and drugs for them, for their economic survival in our communities is one of the biggest ongoing tragedies uh, that exist in our country. There are no major corporations uh, in the communities where black men live. There, <clears throat> there is no effort to change this situation only to, to build up this narcissistic God complex that you have in order to subdue Black men under your feet. And see, this is the other part of Dr. Francis Cress Welsing's theory that I wholeheartedly see and agree with that you want to bust our balls Um, and, and we'll talk about that in the next segment we'll talk about how that's played out why it's played out and then because whenever you ask the question why that internalizes and activates your pineal gland and now you're thinking Okay, you're not just looking and reading and hearing something and, and accepting it as gospel truth, but when you begin to use the word "why," okay, then you begin to see what the what the bottom line of her theory is very clearly. Uh, the other thing is is the underdevelopment of of the growth and development of black men and women in the area of labor and the replacement or the gentrification of the working class. Um, We clearly see this. Okay, Uh, um, the the other thing is when, when black people are removed from that gentrified area then the industries come in. See, I get out. I go to different cities. I see things. I don't just listen to what they say on the so-called news. Or I see the reality of what is being done. And I'm sure a lot of you do as well. Um, but you clearly see, you know, in any city you go in, you see the conditions of our men who have, in many cases, a lot of these men are veterans, okay? Just like my brother was before he drunk himself to death at a young age. You know, this is, we have to talk about this because, again, billions of dollars are being Um, exported out of this country when our own people here okay, who descendants have bled and died and produced the greatest wealth in the history of this country are suffering. Their children are suffering. But yet, you can continue to quote scriptures and say to black people that you have your pie in the sky while you're living your heaven right here. No, we are living in hell, okay? Now, you can parade the little half of 1% of black people that are successful in your system, and that gives you the justification to deny the uh, horrible conditions economically that you have put our people in. No, 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 no. Uh, the seventh area of human uh, activity is religion. That's a no-brainer. We discuss this all the time because this is uh, the language of our people. Okay? It is what it is. But uh, there's the spiritual enslavement of our people and this pie-in-the-sky mentality Um, where, you know, uh, many of our people, um, you know, believe that we're going to have some type of reward when we transition, and uh, when your reward is right here, you you were given the planet, you were put here on the planet for, for a purpose and a reason, and the planet is one of abundance, But because you have people, because you have the inequitable distribution of wealth, okay, then you have people pacifying you in other ways when behind closed doors they're bringing in all kind of people. Um, I I like the analogy she used of chess, which we'll get into um, after we cover the last two here. But we know what religion has done to our people, what it continues to do. Um, we, we know that already. And then there is sex. The the uh, last area, well, not the last area, but uh, sex, number eight, which uh, the sexual exploitation of our women, again, on, on the screen, on the media, where they're only looked at as successful when they're twerking or doing something perverted for you you to enjoy. Um, And then our our young women, our girls are looking at the same thing, but there's a bigger issue involved in this too, is it it is the uh, missing black and brown girls, 16,000 a year. Now, this is something too that's being hidden Where are all our our, our girls going, man? Where are they going? And who's taking them? And why are they taking them? So you can highlight something that happens in Africa when maybe 500 girls are taken or whatever. But we have 16,000 documented black and brown women missing in this country every year. Has anybody asked why? Where are they? Who's taking them? Well, we just recently found out about the beat over the last 10 years, which has been going on forever. Um, the uh, uh sex trafficking slavery of our, our young girls. We we know this. There's proof of this. So, you know, in, in this area, uh we we know that there is a lot of exploitation that's going on. It's not being talked about because the evil, wicked system that is doing this, as always, has you in a fall and wants to hide it. It's like when you go in the kitchen at night and you cut on the... (laughs) uh, We used to do this for fun. Cut on the light you see all the roaches scurrying. You know, they running from their light. Okay. Uh, the last area she talked about was war. And we can clearly see this. We can see the, the threatening and the bullying of Africa, you know, where you're telling our people that they don't have the right to govern their countries the way that they see fit, that they don't want any perversion there. And then you get angry with your wrath at them because they are saying, we don't want this perverted filth and godlessness in our country. But yet you're going to continue to bully and threaten them. But, but you say that sovereign nations should be able to, you know, govern themselves and that you respect that. Just like all the broken treaties. The over, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of broken treaties, but just because you have it on paper doesn't mean anything. And you, you've had a lot of laws on the books for hundreds of years that still have not manifested, haven't done anything to actually um, do anything to, to stop all this evil wickedness. So the other thing we're looking at, too, is domestic terrorism. They know that this exists. They know that there is a uh, conspiracy against black and brown people, not just with the twisted uh, domestic terrorists, but people who are in power that, um, that uh, actually encourages this, okay? But you wanna, like, like the, the old people used to say, you wanna throw the rocks and hide your hands. Okay, but you are directly responsible for this, uh, this energy that's being created in domestic terrorism. Okay, directly responsible for it. So as we see um, this, this great system, that she explained that's used against our people, um, we can clearly see the effects of it in all nine areas of human activity. Okay, so moving on right along, uh, chess, one of my favorite games, she gave an interesting breakdown of um, that the objective of chess is for the white king to capture the black king. Um, And that the white piece moves first. Or in other words, it's on offense and it's attacking. And then it moves to defense. But the black piece has to wait on the white piece to move first and we're always going from defense to offense. Now think about that. And, and um, people that have played uh, team sports or coached or what have you recognize the importance of this, is that uh, when you're playing from a defensive situation, um, you you can, if you know how to work it, use your defense to turn into offense. Okay, but we're talking about life. We're not talking about sports, okay. In sports you can do that. That a good defense can trump a good offense. But now since they don't play defense and, you know, it's who can score the most points. But in chess uh that's interesting that the white piece moves first and it's always on offense and and attacks first. Then it moves to defense. And in this game, the black plays defense first, and then you have to go into offense. Okay. Just, just the mere fact of that dichotomy is something to think about. Okay. So then we look at, uh, now this is something I added to her theory that uh, the queen's energy manipulates the game to protect one king and deceive the other. Okay, so the white queen is actually in, um, in reality, her goal is to protect that system because she comes out of that system and everyone she's attached to benefits from that system. So why in the hell Okay, so the most that she would do is deceive the other king, the black king. But this was very interesting, uh, her breakdown on the game of chess. Um, Actually, uh, when you look at real life, it kind of mirrors real life Um, because the majority of the black males who economically break through the ceiling, they marry the the white uh, queens. So in in actuality and in the reality and in real life, this plays out as well, okay? Um, And then she said, uh, interesting thing, she said that they didn't know about black people until they started circumnavigating the ocean. So you you have to think about the fact, and looking at it from a real life scenario, if you just like when Columbus first uh, when he got lost and went to the Caribbean, they had never seen all they had ever seen was black and brown men. So when they first saw Columbus, they didn't know what he was. To be honest with you. They certainly didn't know who he was, but more importantly, they didn't know what he was. So if you're not exposed to something and then all of a sudden this becomes a reality to you, okay, or manifests to you, um, then, then you're going to have a natural reaction to that in a way that may not be pleasurable. Or either that Or are you going to find a way to manipulate and deceive those groups of people that you have now so-called discovered and come in contact with because you don't know if they can annihilate you or not? But as she said, the nine-month rule, once they found out or you know, if they didn't stick around for nine months and they came back, which many of them did, they continued to come back and exploit the same areas, that they would see that the seeds that they left were brown, okay? So these are things that we can we can readily see, whether we want to see them or not, and we understand and comprehend why Um, certain people are kept out of the history books or more importantly, they're kept away from our children. Um, So she she also talked about the symbolic reality of the subconscious mind or the archetypes, which we mentioned earlier, the big brown balls. And that these big brown balls had the uh, capacity to genetically annihilate them. And, and she, she, uh, she gave an interesting scenario of a gun that they call a gun, the great equalizer, because I don't know about you, but when, if you're, yeah, if there's 10% of a group and there's 90% that you're facing, you better come up with something, to offset that and so like I said this makes sense from a psych- psychiatric standpoint and from her knowing how the brain and the body works again she's qualified to make these type of uh, assessments which she has had to do and she was explaining how uh, when she was working in mental health And uh, she had to face the fact that, okay, all of my patients are black. All the people that I work with are black. I have to figure out a way to solve the mental health issues that black people are confronted with. Not from a theory based on uh, the white culture, but on the theory. And this was a aha moment for her because now, she had been trained again, like many of our professionals. I, I remember when I, my first job out of Morgan at Spring Grove State Mental Hospital in Baltimore, the DSM-3, I, I don't know what it is now, but all of those definitions were based on the experiences of, of the white culture that we had to learn. Because I remember we used to laugh saying, oh, wow. This don't happen in the black community. So, you know, but at the same time, this is something that we have to look at and comprehend in order for us, because the the more we move forward, the more stress that they put on us in all these areas of human activity. What, are we just going to crumble up and die? Okay, we're in a war here. Okay, and, you know, people have been told that a war always means bang, bang. That's just one aspect of a war. But you have to protect yourself. But I'm saying that there there are, that's just one aspect of war. Okay. There's psychological, there's spiritual, and then there's all the other um, eight areas of human activity, that these wars are being played out in. Okay, so let's cover another, we're we're getting ready to cover another area that's very important and relevant to us today, Um, homosexuality. She said that homosexuality was not the dominant expression of black sexuality, but it was the dominant expression in Greek and Roman culture. And that's very interesting and something to think about. She gave explanations as to why, which we'll cover in a minute. But just this statement is so profound because nowhere in the history of black people do you see this activity. And I personally look for it for years, nowhere. And none of the history uh, of black people anywhere. Now, I'm not talking about where you have, there's an exception to every rule. I'm talking about the dominant expression of black sexuality in the history of our people has never been homosexuality. But the dominant expression in sexuality has been um, prevalent in Greek and Roman culture. And that's something to to really, really think about. Um, She talked about how um, Jesus or Yeshua uh, was a black man who, and the Romans were the initial white supremacists. And you can look at history and see that, okay? Cause that, like, like she said, even Billy Graham said that, uh, that Jesus couldn't have been white, that that's genetically impossible. So <clears throat> the, the other thing that she um, that she said as a result of this is that we've been programmed to destroy ourselves on a 24 seven basis. You know that that the system, because of the way that it indoctrinates us in all these areas of human activity, it constantly twenty four seven programs us, like like with the the carrot stick being dangled over you, an animal jumping up to try to get it. And every time you jump up, they pull it back higher. Well, it's the same thing with us. Uh, And that she said it's important for us to, to comprehend this is that they structured this system to endure over time. So in other words, there has to be different players that come along, okay, that has to replace the old players. When a lot of these old politicians leave, who do you think is gonna replace them? The system is still gonna be the same. I'll give you a perfect example. When you look at uh, sports organizations that are successful, okay, that is because they have perfected a system and then they look for the types of players that fit into the system. Okay, and I'll never forget, you know, a lot of people don't know this about sports. They only look at talent. But there's a lot of compromise that has to be made in order to win a championship. You got guys that have to become three and four, the third and fourth options that anywhere else they would be the number one option. And throughout their careers in high school and college, they were the number one options. But, you know, this is something that happened, uh, I remember, with the Warriors when uh, we had a great young player called uh, Monte Ellis, who was uh, an all-star. I think he was averaging somewhere near 20 points a game. It was a great score. Um, But you had a guy like Mark Jackson who understands talent and understands what it takes to win. Knew that Steph and uh, and Clay were going to develop into these great players. They remember these players are scouted from the time you know they go to these camps when they're teenagers. So it's not like they don't know and have observed these players over time. So long story short, people were all in an uproar saying. Why did they trade Monte Ellis? as crazy for a rookie or for, I think this stuff was in his second year. But Monte Ellis said he was not going to be a second or third option, uh, you know, to a rookie or to, you know, young players. And this is a reality. This is why a lot of good players are traded. And people say, well, that was a bad trade. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. If they had not made that trade and gotten someone that can perform a role, because that's all you need is someone that can play a specific role that's needed, because there are several roles that's needed, then you have the makings of, of building a championship the same way in life when you put together a team you, for some reason, everybody thinks they have to be at the head, but that's not the most important person. Okay. Many times the person that you don't see or that's behind the scenes is the most important person on that team. So I I use that as an analogy because I know a lot of our people are sports fans or what have you, but The point I was trying to make that she made was that you have to have people to buy into this system over a long period of time, okay, hundreds of years, and in our case, uh, a millennia or more, that you have to, when this is passed down, no matter how innocent people want to pretend, okay, they have to buy into this system of white supremacy in order for it to be effective. because if they didn't, then it would dismantle. You see what I'm saying? So, um, you know, yeah, there may be some good people, but they understand and comprehend the fact that they have to continue to uphold the system in order for them to to hold on to power. Okay, and that's an important dynamic for us to, to comprehend here. Okay, the other thing that she said, too, to go along with, Um, this was that the reason why religion was so powerful uh, with us or had a great effect on neutralizing us was that the concept and image of God should look like you and that if it doesn't who's going to fight against who's going to fight against a God or what they perceive as a God so When you have a God that looks like someone else, in our case, the oppressor, then this is what causes you not to want to challenge that. Okay? Or not to want to question that. Or, you know, slaves obey your masters in the flesh. This is what you're taught. Turn the other cheek. These are the types of things that you're taught. So, you know, I, again, uh, this is, to me, Dr. Frances Cress Welsing is one of the people that should be revered. And I'm going to say this, I don't care how many people get upset. If, if she was of European descent, they'd have movies, statues, books, they'd have Everything about her—they've had—they would have a TV series about her. This woman, okay. Trust and believe. All right. So again, the black and brown man is the primary target of white supremacy. Why? Because in their balls, okay, they carry the potential of genetic annihilation. Uh, both uh men and women understand and comprehend this okay because again genetics the creator's laws don't change because of man's narrative or religion that doesn't change okay um so let's look at uh couple let's look at uh, about maybe ten more of her concepts here and elaborate on it Uh, okay so she talked about the anti-black system that we live in okay because of genetics or or the fear of genetic annihilation. And that this is the root of hate, that it's a theory based on biology. Like like any other theory, she has uh, things to support this, okay? And this is something that we have to consider because for the most part, much of what she's saying still bears out today with us. So, in the 465 years of torture and torment, mainly through fear, okay, we know about the origins of the Ku Klux Klan and other, um, you know, white knights and other just average citizens who, um, you know, took millions of. Uh, acres of land from our people, just out of straight fear and terror and torment. And along with this, in order to pacify you, you were given Christianity, um, which there's a difference between spirituality and religion, which I'm sure most, I know everybody in the chat room knows that, but for the most part, we were uh, indoctrinated spiritually, mentally, and physically. Okay, um, this is undeniable. They um, use manipulation and control. Okay, so when she talks about torture and torment, even though we know this was done, the horrible things that was done to us physically, she's also talking about the spiritual and psychological torture and torment. Because a lot of our people don't want to face this. Is that Religion with Christianity was beaten into our people because in the beginning a lot of our people opposed this So they were harshly beaten with with uh, Open wounds that in many cases never healed Um, And then there was salt poured in the. every time they didn't accept certain things um, even though they were being discriminated against in this religion that was being physically um, perpetrated on them, they were baptized in different rivers. Um, They had to have, this is why um, Richard Allen started uh, the first black um, denomination. Okay. Uh, Methodist Episcopal, African Methodist Episcopal, because I attended it in Baltimore. That it that that was one of the areas, uh, they didn't have them in the south in Georgia and other places, you know, but they had them, uh, you know, in in places in the northeast, um, that you had this, uh, this black denomination, okay, that uh, that basically. Focus on black culture and incorporated it into Christianity, it was very, I remember a group of singers called the Imani uh, messengers who used to wear you know, the African garb, but they were still singing traditional Christ, Christian songs. Um, the other thing that's interesting is, um, I was watching this uh, documentary that, that they did on voodoo, which they changed to uh, voodoo, um, which is nothing more than our people's connection to um, nature and the elements that they were exposed to. That this one lady that incorporated Catholicism, she was well-known with traditional uh, voodoo. And uh, (laughs) it kind of frightened the white people there. Uh, I believe she was in New Orleans. And, uh, but these were the type of psychological and spiritual, um, things that we had to go through to kind of, you know, make sense out of the torture and torment that we went through. Now, while you're telling me we're worshiping the same God, I can't be baptized in the same river that you are in. I can't eat at the same counter you're at, um. And I have to go around the back and sit on the back of the bus. And I know that these things don't exist now. And many people may ask, "What?" it's very important for our people to know where they came from, what our ancestors endured for us to be in this place today. Because as Malcolm said, those that forget the past are destined to repeat it, which we are are doing. but she talked about the fact that the other psychological torment that black men had to, to endure was that they were powerless. They were subdued to do anything to help their women. And so the women could be controlled or raped and their, their children could be taken from them and sold. And that this, um, along with a few other psychological um, tortures was the foundation of of the the psychic genetic memory bank in our people here. Um, She also talked about that as time went on, there was a sophistication of anti-Black as in regards to Black men. And and I mentioned homosexuality earlier. um, And she said that that many men chose an alternative lifestyle as a means of being less than a threat or outright enemy of white males. And so this was internalized fear. Okay, and this is true, that the less threat, you see this today, this is why black men are wearing dress dresses um, and all and and they have uh, brought about this infemination of our men because black male virility is a threat to the white supremacy power structure. It always has been and it always will be and this is something we have to wrap our head around okay but it's interesting that she said that how as they got more sophisticated with this system that, the anti-blackness that was internalized by black males eventually led... Oh, yeah, another statement, she said that Neely Fuller Jr. said, I think it was back in the 70s, maybe earlier than that, the 60s, that uh, one day black men are going to be forced to wear dresses and that she was shocked when it actually manifested. You see, but th- this progression is, and you know, when you look at the situation, this is, as, as I said, again, this, there has to be a biological c- component of hate as well. That, I mean, this makes more sense than a lot of the other explanations, okay? Because why else would you, when you lynch someone and hang them from a tree, you cut off their genitals. What is the purpose of that? If this wasn't something in your mind that you conceived. Um, She also had an interesting twist on the role, uh, what this sophistication gravitated into in terms of black women mothers and that the lessons that black men learn were passed down by black mothers um, who endured this type of torture and torment and passed it down for 25 generations okay and trust and believe this can be done because we we know this just by looking at the system of white supremacy that this is passed down So it was passed down through black mothers to black sons, um, and that they have to assimilate their behavior into the dominant group. In other words, you have to become more like a white man in order, you know, uh, um, not only to be um, successful, but not to be killed. she said that this process of assimilation also had the effect on black women because they, they were um, afraid of being, uh, the fear of being a woman. Okay, because you know this is an area that's not talked about, that our women were subject to wholesale rape at any time. And this is something we don't wanna talk about certainly the ones responsible for this but all you got to do is look at the different colors that exist in the united states you think this just happened by chance uh and that you know black women to some degree had to take on masculine traits once the men were driven away from the home or the farm or wherever they were that they have to they had to incorporate some masculine traits in order to protect themselves and their children. Um, And that this was one of the um, things that caused black women to embrace the feminist movement is that they saw, now she's speaking from a subconscious uh, perspective, but they saw an ally and white women who could protect them from the physical and sexual aggression of white men. And they saw this as a way to help protect them, which is interesting. Uh, And and also she said that this genetic fear, uses psychological aggression towards people of color, causes psychological uh, aggression towards people of color, which is another um, explanation that makes sense. You know, and, and we see this when you look into the animal world where you know they're protecting their territory or their turf because if these other animals come in and take over their territory, um, then it could destroy them, okay? So, but this at a, on a deeper level is the genetic fear that causes psychological aggression by white men towards people of color. Um, this also makes a lot of sense when you think about it, okay? Uh, let's see, we have a few more here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine more points. I'll go through real quickly here. Uh, that generations of Black men, we mentioned the 25 generations, have been under white suppression and many of them in dehumanizing environments. Okay, so you, you, you. Take away this this natural law that exists um, in the male species, uh, where you you are not only suppressed, but you're forced to live in dehumanizing environments, like the projects and the ghettos that the government created for our people. It's a wonder uh, that, and I think I heard Lance uh, you say this on one of his videos. That it's a wonder that uh, that Black Americans are not crazy. Uh, This is a fact because I don't believe no other people could have stood up to this type of scrutiny. Um, This is this is another reason behind the creation of now of all these different. biological weapons that they're using, uh, these psychological weapons that they're developing through AI, is because they've tried every single thing that they could think of to destroy our people and found out that they couldn't. Okay? So, if I can't destroy you, and I know I can't destroy you, and I know that you have a power greater than I have, then I am going to use overwhelming force against you in any area I can. And that's just basic survival, okay, that this has to be fact. Now, think of the fact that you know that every time a seed is dropped or even your own seed is dropped into a black woman or a brown woman, that baby is going to be one of color. That, that is, from a subconscious uh, level, that is an overwhelming reality that I think we, I'm glad Dr. Wilson brought this out, but I think we don't grasp the totality of this, that uh, this is an overwhelming urge, almost like the fight and flight syndrome, okay? The other thing, too, that we see today um, that she mentioned about the breeders in the, in the breeding farms. Now, in that black males developed this mentality, there was a guy, uh, what was his name, Pack or something? that fathered uh, 200 children on a breeding farm. Because once they, once slavery was abolished legally, then they came up with this uh, concept of a breeding farm where they could, uh, since they already had control over the slaves on their plantations, then all of the children born. So they were planning like now. 20, 30 years into the future. Well, not that far because um, the children at the age of some of them are 12 and 13 were working in on the plantations, cotton, tobacco, and sugar. We know this in the Caribbean. Uh, so they came up with this breeding farm. And so black men, they would, uh, they would take them, the bucks, they would make contracts with other owners and other farms that they would bring these bucks over to their farms who were good breeders. Okay. And they would, nine months later, they'd have a new baby. And even the little babies, once they were able to walk and talk, the toddlers, they could do stuff around the house. So you see this system, um, which has developed into today with this mentality of Black men dropping seeds everywhere um, in which in which they have um, degraded our people, calling our women um, baby mamas. Uh, you know, this all comes from this, uh, some of you study about the breeding farms, what they did to, uh, I was going to have Lance to play that earlier, but it might've been too much sometimes um, that it it evokes um, like feelings of anger more than you, you know, really comprehending and looking at things so we can come up with solutions. Um, But yeah, look at these breeding farms and, and, you know, this, as she said, this was one of the things that created this mentality in black men that we still see today. Um, and that, um, they didn't necessarily have to be a father as long as, you know, and in other words, their greatest asset was their ability to, um, father children, uh, The alienation of, of black men and women was deliberately um, done that black men and women were put against each other by the system of white supremacy. How, how'd they do that? Uh, they would elevate, and we see this, this um, elementary game that they play in all areas of human activity, but they would elevate Dignesh over black men and to now, we live in a society where men, their primary manhood is defined by their economic status. It's still that way today. But the fact that the white males had 99% of the resources, they could set the standards that we tried to live by and even our women would judge us by. And if we could not live up, most of the time, we could not live up to these standards, then we were looked at as less than a man. And also legally, um, we were considered three-fifths of a person. So all of these things came into play with the um, psychological torture uh, of our our own women and how they um, regulated the black male to boys, even the terminology that they use. You know, one of her, she did a a piece on, on the black male mentality called Baby Boy. She took it from the movie Baby Boy, where she had him still in the placenta. And as she said that we use the terms, um, we call each other baby boy that we call um, our, our significant other's mamas that uh, what was the other term she used uh, oh that we call where we live cribs so all these things again from an individual that studies how the brain works not just from the conscious level but the subconscious level we have to take these things into consideration okay uh but that even today, we're still pit against each other where I believe that that if, if black men knew the sacrifices and the things that black women endured, that they wouldn't be so hard on our sisters. Um, now, I recognize the personality, um, you know, in a lot of black men like this guy, um, you know, rest in power, uh, Mr. Samuels. And a lot of the things that he talked about was true. But again, you know, we're dealing with narratives. We have to look at the both sides of the spectrum is that black women were not only raped, okay, and sold like trash, they were also alienated from their children, from their families, from their men who were not able to protect them. And all this has been passed down through the genetic memory bank. Now, th- th- there was something interesting that she said developed in the, in the black female subconscious that we even see today that's passed down in generations of black women. Um, which is very interesting. She says that the mothers alienate the sons that look like their fathers if they don't like the fathers. And, you know, we see this. We see that a lot of the pain and frustration that Black women had to endure and still endure, that they you know, naturally blame the fathers and that the sons that looked like those fathers, you know, were, um, you know, they were basically uh, chastised for that. Not not just physically, but psychologically. Um, The other fact, too, is that everybody hates black men. Why? Because, again, we're at the top of the genetic chain. No matter how you first black, the first rule of genetics is first black, last black. Okay. And that because everybody hates black men, we talked about this earlier that some black men reject their masculinity for alternative lifestyles because of this, because the, the, uh, the hate that's directed towards black men, we only have a couple of more, um, um, is too much to bear in our society. Um, and again, we have to look at this dynamic. If you have 99% of all the resources, why are you still intimidated by black men or brown men? What? This is something that we have to look at because if this wasn't the case, there would be some type of equitable distribution of wealth, particularly since we were the ones that produced the majority of it. I, you know, you have to look at the biological roots of hate because this makes more sense. You, you can kind of see why this hate is directed towards us. Uh, also, she said, and I mentioned this earlier, that if you see your enemies as God, you can't fight against them. Um, You know, who's going to fight God? Or Your arms are too short to box with God. This is the Stockholm syndrome that our people are subject to. Okay. Um, Also, um, she said that because of this, our direct connection to the creator was cut. And that's something I say all the time, that they presented us with a situation where we had to go through their religion and go through the individual that they chose to be our God or savior in order to now communicate. And then there was a hierarchy. There were people that we call preachers, pastors, and they set up this rulership in the church where. You couldn't even connect to the creator Creative spirit unless you went through them. Okay, but you have a direct, each individual that is born into this world and given a spirit, unless you're a robot, which now we have, you have a direct connection to, to that source. All right, and wrapping it up here, uh, melanin interacts with symbols and their energy. And it gives you a greater chance to decipher symbols. Okay, it's like a sixth sense. Okay, so you're you're able to see, this is why um, symbols affect us so much. They also learned this through, you know, they met every year with these melanin conferences that they still do since 1945. They also discovered this, that your energy connects uh, with uh, um, animate and inanimate objects. (laughs) So, you know, things that are looked at as symbols, they are reality, they found out was a reality in our blood, through our thoughts, through through, through the uh, sacred triangle, the hypothalamus gland, the uh, thyroid gland, uh, the pituitary gland, and the uh, pineal gland. Um. So finally, uh, she said. Uh, it is the responsibility of melanated people to develop the potential of melanin and our melanated children. And so with that brother, I'm gonna end the presentation.
1: All right, my brother, thank you so much. You know, we um, have to deal with some of these people here. Yeah. Who have their identity problems. Yeah. And they want to come off on someone who knows himself and has direct lineage to the motherland through blood. Exactly. And they have no idea who they are. So they waste their time in coming into a discussion like this that is based on intelligence and their only goal is to rabble around because they don't know who they are. You see, these kind of people, well, they're part of the issue yes. with People and they'll say black, black, but they'll check the black box when it's time for the census and they will come at people who know who they are, but they don't have the balls to go after the white man who took the land that they claim is theirs, which the world is ours if they really knew who they were. So they go and punch the clock on Monday morning, tap dancing for the white man, but they get on the keyboard and want to throw off because they're frustrated. Their balls are too small. Get some tanks. Get some machine guns, get some airplanes and warships and fight your enemy since you want to come against African original people of the earth. Yeah, exactly. It's the same narrative of what they say when they come in troll, right? Yeah. They have no work worthwhile. They just make up names and probably have 10 to 15 different uh, YouTube pages and they work their frustrations, thinking they're going to frustrate. Listen, I'm in Ghana right now. I left America. That may not be the choice for everybody, but I feel so good.
2: Maybe Brother, you they should... Good. Man, you, you, you're you doing great, man. To build your own empire for you and your queen and to be setting up on a, hill, on a hill, look where the creator has put you, man, and have the peace of mind because let's face it, someone like you, you have to have peace of mind. You cannot deal with these beasts on a constant basis, the coons and our people that they're using to attack us and, and yeah. have and not have peace. You have to have that.
1: I, I realize that, and at this particular stage in my life, yeah, you know, it's not about just a house. Right. It's the accomplishment of getting out of the system. Yeah. And financially, not having any obligations to that system. Yeah. And. You know, I get a pension check and a year and a half I get social. Security. Well,
2: but you deserve that. You, that's what you put into the system, right? But you For have how these many years. Look at all come, the years. You have
1: these characters who come on that better get some sleep because they got to get up and punch that white man's clock. Leave me alone. I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's not a brag thing, it's a motivation thing because every step along the way, the people who are in our inner circle. We motivate it may not be for them to come to Africa they may want to earn
2: that you've earned that right brother
1: and I've been talking this my whole life especially the whole time I've been online and it's an accomplishment and I'm going to talk more about it not because from a uh condescending brag thing but as a motivational thing to show that you can do it so you don't end up as a bitter person who's delusional mm-hmm. who wants to throw off on the keyboard and you got bills to pay buddy but he get some sleep you know what I mean yeah. um, oh yeah. That's what it is, and and that's why they come uninvited and impose themselves because of their insecurities. So that's to be expected. As a matter of fact, that's what makes you know that you're doing the right thing. They observe you, watch you, and it upsets them. So they got to come and try like a mosquito to mess up the barbecue. Well, you know what they
2: say? If you throw a rock into a a group of dogs, the hurt one is going to holler, right? Right. So we know know that, that game plan, that playbook. And uh, I, you know, I don't pay attention to those kind of people because I I know what their bottom line is, and yeah. they, you know they're always going to attack us. That that's going to be of course. Yeah, there are because it's a natural. The law of polarity teaches us us that they are going right. to always come against the real thing.
1: Right, right.
2: It, there, and and this, it took so much work
1: in for nothing they have no track record of anything Mm -hmm. and they just because they're feeling it so oh yeah you know after all of that work to be a part of a stream and to realize that um it's it's done you You know they're thrown
2: aside like a piece of trash you know that's what happens to the majority of our people when they serve this wicked system all their life and then they find out you know I remember reading about uh, uh, the Buffalo soldier, Uh, one of my favorites, I can't think of his name, but they, in his final days, they put him on an outpost with no soldiers. He was like, I think somewhere in Montana. Uh, I'll think of, oh, Moses, was it Moses Moody? Mm -hmm. And uh, he, now he had served all of these years, in the military, uh, protecting white people and the the, uh, $5 Indians, okay, all these years or decades. And then when it was time for him to get his final commission, they excommunicated him. He rode all the way, I think it was from Ohio on a horse to Washington, D.C., to show Mm -hmm. them that he was still fit to serve. And uh, they still, you know, but that's what they do, brother. They, they use, and the sad thing about our people, they think when they're attacking you or attacking me or attacking some of the people in the chat room who are fighting against this, they think that they're really doing something. And then yes. when they finally find out that they are the ones that have been bamboozled and hoodwinked, now all of a sudden they want to get back their black car. <laughs> and, and you know it, it's it's sad, man. It's sad what some of our people have um, become. That they have used this fiat to um, basically trick our people, and to make them think that they can stand on their own individually, without you know connecting with us. And uh, they right. they always end up seeing what they do. They just discard them like a piece of trash. Okay, we don't need you no more. We have somebody younger, more potent, that could breed more, that's willing to to do the death culture thing. So we don't need you no more. Right, right. Bro. Yeah, you
1: know, that's just the way it is. You know. Yeah, that's any- the way
2: it is, brother. But we, but, but brother Lance, we celebrate somebody like you, man. Those of us that are in this war and we know you know, what, what's really happening and what has been coming against our people for all of these centuries. We celebrate you, brother. Thank and, you, brother. You know, don't and matter.
1: and I put myself up here to be like on some pedestal, you know, but like I said, sometimes you got a Muhammad ali it and wax the Obama truth. Like, like, like after all I've been through, after all I've given of myself, um, I don't think I'm better than anybody else, but don't come at me like that. You know what I mean? Don't 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 yeah. come in like they don't really know. They just think I'm some name or whatever. I'm I'm living this thing. I've lived oh, it. Yeah. You know, when 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 I was getting beat down by those a uh, 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 eleven cops, nuts pulled on, choke hold, punched in the face, thumbs ripped back. Where were clowns like this? I didn't give up. You know what yeah. I mean? Went through a bad marriage. Didn't give up. Child support. I'm supposed to pay. I always paid. Didn't give up. Didn't have no money. Almost homeless. Didn't yeah. give up. Yeah. So how are people gonna come at this late stage of the game? I'm 60 years old and paid my dues over and above in America and know what the deal is about in America. And I realize that I'm a global citizen, not just a creation exactly. of the school system that 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 indoctrinates us. And then we get on YouTube and, and hear a few videos because we really don't want to be who we are and we want to adopt. So. So, listen, if you are this indigenous person. Go to uh, um, um, the reservations and help your people, right? Are you doing that? You know, you're not doing that, but you're getting on YouTube on a keyboard, hiding your face, show me your work, show me what you've done, show me your sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You don't get a pension check six months into your work for 30 years of work. you got to do that 30 years of work. And when you get it, you know you deserve it, so you can talk about it. It's not about money, though, but what I'm saying is that, hey. No, absolutely. If we pulled our money together, even though we know the devil, the white man made this money, we'd be better off because we turn around and say that it's evil and give it back to him and cry broke. We give it to the pastor and cry broke. What are we doing? We're all on a whole different wavelength. So after a while, you learn to work amongst yourselves who have that mindset. I can't give anybody who is just black a pass. You got to be about it. You understand? because Absolutely. I know all about it. So I'm not going to dilute my momentum righteously. Oh, you just black. Here. Because honestly, the most of the people who screwed me over look yeah, like me. You me understand? Too. At yeah. least with the snakes. I've worked with them, but I know they're a snake. And they know I got a machete to chop their head off if they try to snake me. But see, we drop our guard with our own that they don't have any anything to validate you got, like when they say, vet people who come into your life. I've always been so kind. Oh, you're black like me. You right, talk. Right. Just come on in. And they're the biggest ones that talk about you. Yes. They're the big, biggest ones who try to tear down your platform, use you. They want attention. That's why, I like, brother, for you, you're the real thing. I will always back you up. Nobody's ever said anything bad about you. But if they were, they put their hand on you like that, they'll pull back a nub.
2: I believe it. I Serious. believe it, brother. You, you know? should have done that. But you know, think about this. Those thousand snakes that show up on your door, half of
1: them are black. Yeah. Okay, now we, we, we have another one Pan African Infinity. You sound like a victim and you fled. Where did I flee to? And wait,
0: where wait,
1: were hold you? We're going to spar a little bit with some of these knuckleheads. They, they, they just butt hurt and they're mad. That's why what they is that, beat in the comments. You. You're standing. Look, 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 no, in the chat room. Oh, we in have the chat a, room? oh really? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love them. I love them because, see, they're not looking good like me right now. They're not enjoying life right now.
0: What did I run
1: from? Did I run from backstabbing people who have no identity, who would quickly, instead of say, let's make a business across the shores like the people that you kiss their ass on, that they have another country in Israel and they're doing business in America. They have another country in India and they're doing business in America, but you want to in America, get on the keyboard with your favorite. That's not your name, Pan-African Infinity. The only infinity that you possess is ignorance. You (laughs) see what I mean? Because brick by brick, mortar by mortar, we're building. We're doing it. We're not waiting for people like you. You're going to die the way you are bitter on a keyboard. They're going to find you dead by a keyboard, nondescript, and they're going (laughs) to bury you on your tombstone. They're going to give you your government white man name, never to be known who you are. So come on in. I, look, if there's more, we, we got it. I'm feeling good. Let me tell you something. I slept yeah. so good tonight. night. I was out in the yard, man, looking over the mountains. I feel so good. I slept so good, man. I feel good. Okay. I feel good, and I'm ready to <laughs> talk. I'm ready to do it. I'm the greatest of all times. not because of me, but because I'm connected to. We all are great when we know who we are. That's it. Muhammad Ali would have never made an effect on the world if he just kept his name Cassius Clay. That's right. But so we admired him, but he came to the motherland. He actually came to Ghana. I was walking down the street, but there's a picture of him yeah. standing at one spot. And I'm going to go stand in that spot. So, how are we select, selective this way? Yeah, These people are crazy. My ego hurt. You yeah. in America, you tell me what you're doing with your life to build and help the people that you claim. And you say, I fled. I don't flee from nothing. Fled? You know me That's personally. You said, fled? fled. Yeah, they, they always say that. They're gonna eat me in Africa. Well, you know what? The LGBTQ is gonna eat you, they're gonna eat you, and I, you know what I'm talking about. You're probably one of them, and they're gonna turn you around and get all up inside of you. You go hang out with them people over there, wow. making no rules in that country to do anything to help your people. Lord have mercy. In a bird, what did you believe?
2: Because you know, misery loves company. Most of the people that talk like yeah. that, okay. yeah. They're mad because you escaped this hellhole. That's 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 what it is. Oh, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have the same stress. You know, you don't have to deal with these people with this fiat. Exactly. And they have to. So that that sounds like they're um, bitter because you made a smart decision, you and Mrs. Gerr, which I applaud. Right, uh, made a smart decision, and they sound like they're bitter over oh, you making a smart uh, yeah,
1: decision. For so your life. So, really, so that means Pan African Unity, uh, uh, not Unity, but Infinity. That means your last name is Bingham because Muhammad Ali's photographer was Howard Bingham. So this is the thing: can't you rest and 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 brag about your own laurels? That's all you can say, uh, Muhammad Ali. My grandfather was his photographer. Well, I mean, I can tell you Colin Powell is my cousin, which he is. Do I say that? He's my blood cousin. Does That that has nothing to do with my journey and my life. Archibald Sterling, an uh, 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 artist from Scotland, world known. He's a white man, but he's my great, 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 great grandfather. Do I say what? that? No. You know what I mean? I, I don't have to, you know, look, I'm making my name Lance Skurve. I don't have to brag on nobody else. I know a lot of people, and I, I can name drop. But we just having fun before we erase all of these dumb comments that he's saying. So he can go on.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: can uh, can the, back to the whole thing. You know, I like sparring a little bit with these knuckleheads. You know, yeah, yeah, no,
2: it's good.
1: Yeah, I like doing that. That
2: sounds like a lost brother, man, or sister. Yeah, brother, yeah. God. The thing is,
1: you know, you got to thank him for the viewership because he gave me one more hit that I never had.
2: <laughs> Thanks. For- <laughs> because this is, a, this is a, like you said, this is our planet. We're global people. One of the things that even Malcolm said this, this is why they were um angry and upset with Malcolm, because Malcolm globalized our struggle. He was going to take it to the UN, which they didn't want. And so, you see, anytime we move beyond this 90 degree way of seeing the world, because we are the, the global uh primordial seed of the planet. So anywhere you go and set foot on the land, see that, that way of thinking, you could tell that white supremacy has basically dominated his way of thinking because a black man, anywhere you go on this earth was there first, Right, our planet. And so no one has the right to say wherever we go, we, we should be welcomed there. This is, that is our land.
1: Right,
2: right. So that sounds like a, a twisted individual to me. I <laughs> no, I know. know their I know. problem is, uh, they should, again, this is proof positive. Instead of them uh, applauding a brother that's made a major chess move to improve his life, to bring more production to our people, which you've got to have peace of mind to do that, to elevate then you have, no matter what they call themselves, okay? Right. Because it's a consciousness, it's not what you call yourself. You call yourself Pan-American, African, whatever. But the fact of the matter is what's coming out of you, what you're manifesting that matters. So you're attacking someone that puts their whole heart and soul into helping uh, make our people more aware. Right. And you attack them. That that says volumes about a person. That speaks volumes about that individual right there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, you you know what it is. And
2: I know, and it's it's just that same old jealousy that they use like Dr. Francis Cress Wilson was saying. Right. It's, it's the so- same jealousy oh. that they use when they put us against each other. Yeah. Because look look at it this way. Okay. I'm over
1: here. In the motherland, right? Uh-huh. what did I talk about in my monologues most of the time? I, I, I'm, I'm focusing more on human nature now, but I'm talking about what's going on in America with yeah. my people there. Yeah I mean, some people would just leave and say I'm not talking then people who have told me, man, man, go mainstream and do this and that man, I can't do that. There are other things I'm doing, right And I'll be yeah. pursuing. but I've been doing this for years. when I was there and I left and I'm still talking about the issues there. It may have a little global flavoring, but I'm still talking about the things there. These people don't understand that. See, I I didn't go and forget. I'm over here. I'm encouraging people to come here. here, Brother Neil, you know, if you come over here, you think you got to pay to to be here. Right, right. Your ticket. You ain't got to buy no food. You ain't got to worry about nothing. And this is going to be five star when everything is, when all the icing is on the cake. And this is what I'm going to do for my people who really movers and shakers. that, you know, things can get tight, a little low. You ain't got to worry about that. The people I know in my inner circle. Come on out here. Let's do something because resources are here, right, that we can use to help our people in America. Why not get involved in those things? I'm on this end. I've earned the trust of the people. I'm not caught up in those scams. And well, yeah, two years ago, he ripped us off with this and did. This. No, I don't do that. I've been very transparent, not to the entire YouTube. Or social media, but for the ones that count. So why why can't we do this? Look, Chinese are over here, right? Resources and sending it back to their country exactly. or America to sell. And these fools are coming against us when we have an opportunity in this day and age to do something great. Time is not going to last forever. We are I was history. Just
2: getting ready to say that does he not know that uh, people from other cultures have corporations in in Africa. And how would they, those people travel back and forth from America, China, Europe, nobody's saying they fled anything.
1: Exactly. So what I'm saying is that I never hid myself from speaking the way I do in America after all I've been through, even being watched by the government over there, being shadow banned, all kind of kooky stuff that's been going on in my life that, that shows that. Eyes are on me. You know, last, yeah. last, oh, week okay. you to take my website because I had irritated genial and the things we talked about. They don't yeah. want to hear that stuff. Who got no sense, like I said, and we can do business. Let me tell you something. I've tried my best to work along with certain people and be, because they couldn't be at the top or didn't want to look I'm not trying to be the face of anything I'm not trying to be some shyster or some person who say I'm building something and don't do it look we got people and I'm not knocking nobody we got people who who go, oh you build I'm gonna build this look we done did hours already and we ain't asked for nothing we ain't asked for nothing right. and all I'm saying is that let's work together right Even if you don't really feel, you can be a person who says you're you're, you're FBA or or indigenous or, or Eidos. We can work together because you look like me. Because let me tell you something. If you think you're something else other than what you are, a melanated individual, you may have migrated from the motherland in your history, in your lineage, and end up somewhere else. Like I always say, if me and you, Neil, are related and grew up in the same household with the same parents. Just because you moved to Oakland and I moved to Florida, are we not related? We're just in a different state. We can't <laughs> like, say, well, I'm a California. I don't relate it to you no more. We don't right. understand the overall history. Not only that, but the spiritual vibration. Mm. People who come like that, look at the spiritual vibration that they have. They're all, mm-hmm. it's not about just skin or, or or this and that, but because of our melanin and the higher spiritual frequencies that we have beyond the skin, that's what they're afraid of. See, well, get the same skin tone that we got by sitting out in the sun and paying for the tanning parlor and tanning salon and shooting stuff in their lips and their butts. Come on, man. Well, that's no better than a fake plastic plant amongst a garden of real trees that vibrate with the sun. You're fake. And so many of us want to believe that. And really and truly, those who want to hold these organizations up and be against this, and all they can do is talk about the African, the ones from Caribbean or Brazil. Brazil has the second highest amount, most intense yeah. culture, African culture outside yeah. of Africa. The Caribbean yeah. is behind that, and, and America is watered down behind that. So a lot of us here don't even know who we are. And what? I understand it. And yes, we are mixed with some of the uh aboriginals who are there. I got Blackfoot Indian in me. Uh-huh. Come on, man. I'm not even denying that. Yeah. I'm not even denying that. Yeah. Right. But through I don't, God, it's crazy. It's crazy. So they may not they may not understand, but they're using that low vibrational. You know, like I'm in like in school or you in the retarded class or you in the better class. I'm in a better class than you. Or I ride the long bus. You ride the short bus. Whatever. These are labels. These are things. But I tell you, it's like I labels. said, let one of them and I, I'm going to issue a challenge to all of them who are going to copy and paste their long comments inside. Right. Uh-huh. Let one of them rob, rob a bank and let the cops g- get a description of that person who's robbing the bank. They're not going to say, oh, we have a 25-year-old Aboriginal male. They're going to say 25-year-old black male. Now, I'm not saying that we have to go under what they call us because we're bigger than that. But, okay, we understand what the black law, black law dictionary says. I mean, these people, I have these names blocked. They can't even put it in. I get hit with about 50 of these things on my videos, even when I'm not even talking about that stuff. And these dudes are running around in circles. All I ask is, what are you doing? You mad? You you say I fled? What battle and what war were you in with the enemy that you claim? The one who that's your land? I ain't got no problem with that. I got claim to it too. You understand? I got claim to it too on my mother's side. But I am my reparation. The window of opportunity for us to do something is ticking away, and we're going to reparation i'm gonna have my hand out the minute they put it out but i'm not waiting because i know i have the power inside of me to do what i have to do even when it looks like it's hopeless even when people say you can't do it i'm not that kind of person once i see it and commit to it i'm gonna make it happen And yeah. if they don't have that kind of intestinal fortitude or testicular fortitude yeah i like to eat a lot I'm of my intestinal, right i'm gonna eat some more <laughs> but what i'm saying is that they don't have that so don't be mad at me for, for knowing if I'm going into a boxing match and I'm saying I'm going to win, I never won, you never see me win, don't doubt me. I got the courage to get in that ring and watch me do what I do. But I have nothing to prove to
2: anybody, right? I have nothing to prove to anybody. i am done it. it's, these people, it's these people that call themselves these names that's associated with our culture, our global culture, that's the ones that's attacking you the most. Exactly. If you mean, had- even if you felt that way, why would you right. publicly Try to destroy another brother with a comment like
1: that. I got no time to destroy anybody. You know how for I real? talk these day out. I dedicate an hour a day with a few. Look, you know, with the move and uh, yeah. move stuff and, and lands commission and paperwork. and like, It's a lot of stuff. And it's not done the same way as it is in America. And you got to right. wait some time for certain things. I but heard that. Methodically. A little bit at a time. I'm an artist. I see a blank piece of paper. I outline what I have to outline. I shade in and eventually you'll see it coming in to full fruition like a Polaroid picture. Right. That's how I think. methodical, And it takes discipline and it's going to take some time. But we're on a journey. And like I said, we are making history now. I understand what has happened in the past we need to understand what happened in the past so we can correct it and not move into the future in the same subservient manner but while we're honoring those in the past What are we doing now so that those in the future can draw strength from us, even if it's on a personal level? It doesn't mean everybody's name has to be up in lights in this great leader. And that's the problem with damn YouTube. We got too many people who want to posture and act like this and they can't deliver. They have meetings every month and they do this and they talk. And as soon as people say, what's the next step? They don't know. And they are gone see seriously seriously there are some good people out there but i want to be like that worker ant that's under the rock that you never lifted up for years and then you see what i built under there down into the ground Go in here like damn he's been doing a damn thing and that's what they do they go in and hear you talk then they google your name and they say okay he's not just a youtuber this came late in the game for me i'm a blogger i'm an artist you know what i mean i do the motivate that's what i do I've been through so much bad BS in this life. Look, when you got a dog and the dog is in the backyard, you better know where not to step or you got a foot full of doo on your foot. So in America, know yeah. where not to step, how to manipulate. And that's going to yeah. be my book that I write, why I came over here, how I came over here, and the mentality that it took. And it wasn't running. I'm in a better position. I'm in a better position to fight with my brothers and sisters. I'm not saying just for, but with In America and worldwide because see some of us are not going to be famous and and be remembered a hundred years from now but if you can send a ripple effect that little pebble that you drop in the water here it creates a ripple that on the next side the next shore it could be a a wave that knocks stuff down so if we all have that mentality and join together we specialize in this we specialize in that I'm not trying to be greater than nobody, but I know I got the seeds of greatness inside of me. And the American school system didn't tell me that. My parents put that in me and the things that I read, like with Francis Chris Welsing and all the people who fed into me that were not famous or not a scholar. But they said, keep going, brother. We like what you do and do what you do. So I put time in this. People, they they don't even want to edit nothing. They don't want to proofread nothing. They don't want to do no graphics. I'm not saying what I'm doing is so great, but I've been doing this easily. 20 years in the game. Come on, get out of my face when you want to knock me. I prove myself. And I never really talk like this all the time, but it's getting to a point where you can't even allow these nondescript individuals that's who... Insane. I'm not even mad. I'm just ant. And I know this is a little entertainment for everybody, right? When we talk like this, right? But, yeah. but, but the when range. you have confidence that's not rooted in your oppressive system, mm. you don't have to go against anybody. Right. I mean, Okay, well, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, who, Mike Tyson, they ain't got to go pick fights with somebody to prove who they are. I don't have to pick fights with anybody to prove what's inside of me. No, and not at all. I mean, so far it's just a small peak. And like I said, I'm 60 years old. I'm not 99. But look, right. these next 10 years are going to be more intense than all the 22 years that I ever spent doing stuff because I'm set up and I'm in position. When you're a boxer, when you're a fighter, you don't stand in front of the opponent. And let them hit you, right? You gotta reposition yourself, step to the side to get different angles of strategy. So if I'm gonna sit here and let you bust me in my chin, then it's my fault that I get knocked out, right? Yeah. So you use your footwork and be smart about it.
2: (laughs) That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. I can talk so much. I mean, uh, people think.
1: Oh, man. It's sickening, though. But I understand it, though. I understand it. I, I do I too.
2: Know. Yeah. And those those type of people, they are more under the control of indoctrination. They, they get these I names see. or they think that this changes. No. <laughs> when you open your mouth or you make a statement, that's when we see who you are.
1: There you, you
2: can, go. You can't hide behind a name or a symbol. It's what you put I mean,
1: out. So many put on the costumes and people assume that they're righteous and and they plagiarize verbally uh, 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 the words of others. But if you really got a peek into their personal life, this is what I say. Mm -hmm. These people put themselves out there like that and want to be the ones to bring them knowledge and spirituality and all this stuff. Show me your personal life. Show me your wife. What is your wife telling the world about you? Where is she? You know what I mean? Like I said... Uh Show, show me your personal life. The service upstairs sleeping right now. I can right. call her and go to say, hey, come down and give her the microphone and tell. She might say, well, Lance, he 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 drops his socks sometime around and sometimes <laughs> get, his desk may get cluttered. You eat too many mangoes. I'm human, right? But <laughs> right. in that, when you're creating a masterpiece and you're chiseling away at that big slab of marble, you're going to make a mess. But there's beauty coming out of that.
2: Yeah. Lance, I don't. I I, I. I. know you don't have to prove yourself to nobody.
1: I know. And I realize that, brother. I'm just. Yeah. I'm just. I'm just righteously not flexing, but yeah. Look, when you're a hit, you got the right to hit back. You That's can shoot back. That's true. You know. That's
2: true.
1: Now, now, see, 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 The other day, you know, I was in the market, and this little kid, little little toddler, whatever, he ran across. He balled up his fists and hit me so hard between my legs. I was like. <laughs> Oh man, oh, cool. now am I gonna knock that little baby out? He's a little baby. He don't know. He don't know. Now for a man, grown man knowing what he's doing, come
0: reflex. on.
1: We fighting. Grab your phone. I don't oh, need yeah, no yeah. We, you're gonna experience a knockout here.
2: Oh yeah, no <laughs> I, question. No question about that. You know what I mean, but, but yeah, like
1: it's it's these people have no direction. Yeah, and for me, I feel a sense of of an increased momentum because I've been meditating these last few days. And I won't even say it was meditating. I was just releasing Mm -hmm. old things and just absorbing and, and to be at this place right now in this world that is so wicked against us Mm -hmm. because of our melanin and because of our spiritual frequency, it's a victory for me. It's not just about a house, but it's to get to this point where, where I'm out of their system. Now my foot is still in their system. Understand that. It's things I still have to pay for. Well, it's a
2: global system. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. But for you, I
2: mean, isn't the goal in life, the purpose in life is to accomplish goals? Exactly. Some of these people are twisted, man. (laughs) They want to
0: complain all day
1: and do nothing. If it's that bad, you know, but why throw it for me? Do, Do you see me going on to LGBTQ uh, live streams. Oh, yeah, you, you, you're wicked. Oh, it's nasty. Oh, no, that has, it's not my fight. That's not, I don't have any interest right. in that. Exactly. <laughs> in that. do you see me going on Japanese live streams and saying, "Oh, you guys are this here." No, what am I talking about here? And if I do talk about other things in an entertaining way, there's always a lesson behind it, right? Yes, but that's true. true. See, and you remember back in the '70s, we had "Like It Is," Gil Noble. Yes period yeah. Report, Black News, Tony yeah. Brown's Journal. We had yeah. all these things. So many, man, on Saturday and Sunday, there was so much Black this and Black that. And Joe Patterson talk- the
2: Black Eagle.
1: Exactly. And then don't get on the radio stations late at night. Whoa. You have all kind of local Black you know, programming. And we had more sense then. We had more unity where we know that some may be from the Caribbean. Some may be from the motherland. Some may be born in New York City or anywhere in the country, but we have a common thread between us. The stuff yeah. that you see online now, whether it's FBA or Eidos or, 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 I'm a, a indigenous, it's about throwing off on other people and rolling around in the dirt to the delight of the slave master who's still there over their fried brains. Where do we how are we gonna get there? What if you take the chain off a bicycle? You can stand there and pedal all you want, you're not getting nowhere, right? right? If you you can sit in your car with no gas and act like you're driving, you're not getting anywhere. What are you doing? What are you doing yeah. tangible to help, whether it's large or small? Okay. We're starting out small now. I do have some plans that are much huger than this, but this was the warm-up. I'm like, oh, okay Great. we got. It may take a year or two or three to do something else, whatever, but we can take our time now. I'm in position. The best thing when you're fighting somebody is to get yourself using your footwork into position to create those openings to score the knockout. They'll pat you on the back when you stand in front of the next guy and your face is all lumped up. Man, you a warrior. Man, you took his punches, whatever. And them same fans will be gone when you got brain damage and stuttering. And when you hear the church bell ring and you saw shadow boxing, yeah. they're gone. So you also have to preserve yourself. It is self-preservation. If I can't preserve myself, brother, how can I help you? I can't That's help true. you. Oh, he's selfish. Look, if That's we can true. pull up all the receipts... There's a lot of people, and I don't pat myself in the back, who have tried to help and who have helped me. And that's the way it's supposed to go. We're supposed to be one team. I'm not sitting in the corner exactly. between house and I'm going to the corner to get some advice from my trainer. And he takes the stool and busts me up with the head with it, man. You're supposed to be on my side. You <laughs> see what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, right. It's crazy. And you're right, Akebula, man. All the radio stations are owned by our enemies. So now we yeah. have social media that they can still control. Like when I first landed here three years ago, like I said, it was uh, September 16th, 2020, that I le- landed for good here in Ghana. I came. I came first in uh, 2019, had the malaria, almost died, but that didn't stop me. I'm right back now. Coming up, it's going to be three full years, right? And so in that time, there's things that you do, there's things that you try to accomplish, right? And there was so much negativity and whatever. And all you can do, like I always say, when they come with the gossip, when they come with trying to smear your name, the people that you have yet to meet, all you got to do is sit there and shine in your truth. Shine and make them look stupid. I mixed a few words with these people who came into the chat room because I felt like it. Yeah. I like doing that sometimes. I like a good boxing match. You know what I mean? It's oh, like Joe.
2: You that
1: and uh, joe I'm fraser your relative, your relative, you know they say i love this we in a battle
2: yeah i,
1: love it. I got testosterone you know and yeah. see the frauds out here like i always say this is my personal saying that i made up for the frauds out there who claim this and claim that i say you have the right to take feces or you have no right to take feces and put chocolate icing on it, and tell me that it's chocolate cake. Wow! It looks good from the outside. Ooh, look at this sugary icing! But take a bite of it, and you're going to find that you have a mouthful of sugar honey icing. You see what I mean? So that's what it is. You know, so we got to be clear on that, and we got to realize that some that that don't have the idea of the passage of time and the lineage and what what was and how the world is now and how it's changed. The frequency changed now. Mm-hmm. It's not what it used to be and for us it's taking a, a bad direction and while our boat is sinking that we're all on right? We're all We're fighting each other. So imagine when you saw the movie, The Poseidon, Poseidon Adventure, <laughs> which was a takeoff of uh, um, what's it, the Titanic, right? We're yeah. all Titanic. Where, no matter where we are in the world, we throwing off each other. Well, you you ain't nothing. You a funky African, and, and you a stink Jamaican, and you and we're FBA, and we're and all this rank and file. And you know what? We all gonna get called nigger. We all got the status of nigger. Even when you a nigger on 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 their jobs, you a nigger to them. Like Don King said, use a nigga till you die. If you die, if you're poor nigga, you're a poor nigga. If you're a rich nigga, you're a rich nigger. But you never you stop go. being a nigga. He said that, and you know, he, people say he's a shyster, but he's true. I'm not yeah. saying we are that. We are not that, but we are that to them, right? And people oh, yeah. say, well, well, all of the other ones are not so bad, but they sit down and don't say nothing in our defense. And now we have not only that, some of these white folks that don't come to our defense, I don't expect them to do that. They got the privilege, right? But what's worse, what's worse is the ones who look like us who come at us. These other ones are not doing anything to us. Some of them are now, right? We understand the system, but some of them are sitting there quiet and like, okay, and they'll treat you right and move on. They don't won't be around you. But now we got brothers that look like that. That's worse than an evil white man because now you you That's- are stealth. You can get around me and I can't tell. I'm about to give you a pound, and you put your fist up for a pound and bust me in the mouth. I'm like, wait a second, you an enemy. And sometimes they'll be around you for years. Oh, yeah. All your intimate secrets on business, what you're going to do and whatever. And they waiting, timing it like a snake in the grass to bite you, to bring you down. So you got to watch everybody now. Everybody's like, remember uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead back from the 60s? All them ghouls coming. Yeah, they all coming like that. So you might see your uncle. You might see your sister. She might be a ghoul right now. Your next door neighbor, they coming to kill you. So I got to take a shot to your head to knock you out. I love you. I love the who you were, but you're not that person anymore. Maybe you weren't ever that person. But in me getting to my goals right now, I got no time to negotiate with the naysayers, with the ones who I know got a, a, a knife behind their back. I'm going to steamroll you. I'm going to run right through you. You honking the horn, get out the way. Honking the horn, I'm positive. I'm trying to do something better. I've shown you that. you going to stand in the street, I'm going to run over you.
2: That's a like 936 uh, uh, H- HZ energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and they're, nope. that, they're still stuck. Even Again, it don't matter what they call themselves. They're stuck in 440 hertz. Right. So, and like, it hurts. Oh yeah, 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 and they get they get steamrolled all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah, I ain't got no time. You know, like I said, I'm healthy, I'm strong. Yeah, but I'm not taking that for granted. Now, you look. This is the way I say it. Whether it's Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, or Michael Tyson, when you look back on their illustrious careers, I'll say take the top five highlight reels of their career.
0: Yeah, look.
1: We can do great things all our life and sometimes it takes us a little while to get warmed up to figure things out and i'm on fire now more than i was 10 years ago more than i was at 40 more than i was at 30 more than i was at 20. i had knowledge but i didn't see the full picture yet now i see the full picture about myself about my life about the time that i have here you understand and what i must do in my own little way which fits into the bigger way silently doing it look I'm, do- I'm always doing something. If you don't see me here, I'm there. I'm always thinking and plotting and planning righteously. You understand? But once you get that momentum in the mission that you have, it's a wonderful thing. Because now you can sometimes take your foot off the gas. You're not slowing down, but you're kind of like, you know, you know your ankle and your foot gets like a little blood knot there, you know, stretch your toes yeah. and put it right back on without losing any speed at All, all right. Thing okay, or maybe
2: it's a roadblock you're taking a detour
1: exactly to be small enough to do that. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? You see everybody else stopping, you know. And and see, I never dealt right. in drugs or anything, but you know these guys who who, who deliver drugs and move drugs, they see a roadblock. Okay. Oh no, oh, I see the lights up there. I'm ducking back behind this street. See, right. so it's not running. When I see certain things in place, I'm like, I'm going to take a detour. And my detour is over here because I can see things clear. I can move better instead of thinking always in a defensive mode. Like, what's what's this about? What's that about? The 5G towers, you can't go out at night. They say the COVID, you, you had to have a curfew and the chemtrails. Are, I don't want to be around all of that. What you mean fleeing? Unless I'm fighting and I'm right. damn sure that I to snap up with bombs and do something to a few people and the system moves on I, for me to do my my job i need to be pre- preserved oh, you see no any you see any heads heads of state they got guards around them and they're protecting them whether the masses of people like them or not they have something to carry out and we got to think of ourselves like that brother neil Frazier, you have a tremendous amount of knowledge and and, and not just the knowledge but you have the ability to convey it and give us and baby bite sizes where we can digest it. Everybody here in the chat room, aside from the trolls, are brilliant people. And I like always say, I am so thankful to have one of the best chat rooms on the internet, Mm -hmm. as far as our American African people and people all over the world that look like us. Mm -hmm. The intelligence. It's just, I can go back now and learn from everybody. I'm not a person, I'm not a teacher, brother, you are. I'm a motivator, right? I'll mm-hmm. motivate you get you going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. i get you early mm-hmm. time, wipe the stuff out your eye, and you find yourself jogging like, damn, I'm tired, but a has got me doing this, and I want to. You know what I mean? But teaching? No, man, when it comes time, I got to sit down on a Monday night, grab the paper and the pencil, and learn. That's why I don't interrupt you. I'm sitting here, and this is toward the end. So I'll talk a little bit, but that's how it is. So we have to know our roles and respect yeah. the role. The divine forces have put in place because if you don't, you're gonna be messed up, especially since this earth is angry as it is. Like I said before, the tornadoes and the earthquakes, they wanna blame it on global warming. You think yeah. this little a bit of pollution and a little bit of so and so, they say this. But look, the Earth is angry, and this man knows it. This is why he's talking about UFOs and going to other planets. And Elon Musk want to go to Mars and build these little underground bunkers. They know they effed up with the Earth. The Earth is a living organism. It's a living organism, and now you heard it enough. If you exactly. see a bee biting you, you smack that bee off and kill it. Well, we have been, and I'm not saying exactly. we people. But some human beings, and I'm saying human, not the h-u-e-m-a-n, because the Earth knows who's guilty. And This is the biggest crime scene in the universe, and anything that comes from out of this atmosphere, from another planet or whatever, we ain't got to be scared of it. They coming yeah, home just like here.
2: a. And a real, they're released yeah. here. They're right.
0: here,
1: and they know it. Yeah. Just like a mother comes home from work or the father comes uh, home first and they go to the daycare to check on their kids and pick their kids up, there's something out there that's, that's just part of us, that when it shows up again they're going to say, hey, wait a second. What the hell did you do to my people? What did you do to my kin, my children? That's why they want to run underground or run off the planet because they can see out there and they ain't going to tell us what's coming. That's right. Them, them 8, 9, 10 foot beings okay. that look like long locks that has great power, but they, oh, they yeah. want to be on Jesus. But that has great power, and it's coming to kill from what it did.
2: You remember kill. that movie, The Predator? Where you, where yeah. You start with them long locks. And- right, right, oh, yeah, they right. Have seen them. They have seen them. That's why they're so yeah. frightened to go back. Exactly. Here, you
1: know? And they know they're coming to check up on us and how oh, we've yeah. been over the whole oh, planet. Yeah. And, and, and they've messed up the whole planet. Digging oh, up yeah. the resource. If you if you cut down a tree, you're supposed to plant five more. You're supposed to respect this earth. You know what I mean? So it starts from there. Wherever they go, they tear it up. Yeah. Digging up the trees, digging up the resources just so they can wear some pretty looking thing on their on their wrist or whatever have you. Honor it. Look at it. But don't try to take the whole thing and then take it from the people
2: whose land is under their feet. And then and the blood, it, the oil, is, which yeah. is the blood of the earth, the oil. Look exactly. At- Exactly. There are
1: other ways to do things. Mm -hmm. Nigeria and France, and France feels so entitled. France is like that neighbor who borrowed a tool from you, you know, two years ago. You never asked for it back, and when you asked for it back, they act like it's theirs. (laughs) They got so used to having Nigeria and other places in the motherland that they feel it's theirs. Oh, Oh, how you are, Mister Vampire! It's that global system,
2: and kudos to them, to, to them. To, uh, exactly. Kudos, and
1: when yeah. you're dealing with something heart- heartless, like our Kevlar man said, they're heartless. These demons are heartless. You cannot show okay. uh, humanity to these things. Even oh. some pulled out and they look like us. I'm going to chop your head off just as fast. On all levels, you must be in battle mode when it comes to dealing with these people. Mm-hmm. You can't remain with these people. When they show their frequency to be something diametrically opposed to yours, you really, don't even wait for them to do something to you. Just, just slay them. And I don't mean just physically. If it comes down to that, also too. But slam them out of your life. Slam them from your frequency. Your auric field that's around you. Don't even let them get close to you. Don't even let them look you in the eye and try to download what you're about. Keep them away from that. Move strategic. Move in the shadows. Keep yourself well-fed, well-rested, connected to nature. See, that's what I'm here for. They're they killing nature off in America. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You go to a little park or something, it's an illusion, man. Nature <laughs> is, is less and less. Yep. I feel yeah. They're America,
2: destroying nature, bro. Like you said, they're destroying the planet. Right.
1: In America, I felt like that roach that was up on the dagon, up on the shelves in the kitchen and 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 I see I see I see the oppressor coming. I ran behind behind the Campbell suit. Now he moves the Campbell suit and I ran behind the catch up and he moved the catch up and I ran behind the mustard and now I'm in the corner with nowhere to hide. Now he wants to crush me. So I'm not running from him. I'm just coming from a different angle to fight him a different way. You
2: better <laughs> you better get there right the ca- the running. You better know how
1: to defend yourself and you okay. better have the be able to pull the trigger. Okay. Yeah. You better have the mindset. Oh, I don't think I can do this. Oh, Jesus is yeah. white. And he looks like Jesus. Well, if Jesus came to me the way they present him, that imagery,
2: I ain't trusting him either. He can get it too. You don't care uh, nothing I, about no Jesus, man. Right. You don't care nothing about no G. Only black folks do. And, and, uh, I, I, know
1: that. I know that. Don't come around me. I'm going to get you. You don't care nothing about no <laughs> Jesus. For real. <laughs> I'm to be able to stay out in the sun for a couple of days. Try to fool me, talk to figure it out. I'm gonna get him. you like bowing down. Ain't nothing happening. Making us docile over the world. Turn the other cheek. No, you, you slay them cheeks to that if person.
2: If we have back some of that time money, we might be able to do something. <laughs> exactly. 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 You can take your church. You can take that. Just give us back the money, money. From, from the bank. Yes.
1: Yes indeed. Well, the the church is no
2: a laundering institution. Right. They're just they're just taking the money from the people and then giving it back to the sorcerers.
1: There you go. And then That's they, they, do, they, they, they these governments wanna wanna smear people who are doing things uh, for their people. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know,
2: they're part of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, they don't like that. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's crazy. It, it it's
2: you know, well, it sound it'll like old like oh, 50 round fights.
1: There you go. They can make it 25 rounds. They won't even go that far, but if they want to, we can <laughs> sign up for that. Because I'll go the whole 25 rounds. I'm crazy that way. Look, there's the in the last 22 years since I've been online, very seldom that I've have I gone to bed before the sun came up. Uh-huh. And it's my passion. Create yeah. creating and, and making people think. That's what I love, no matter what it is. Yeah. If I tell a joke, I'm a joke in a way like, Dad, you, you got a point there. But you're laughing. When I have my adult comedy nights, we tell a little crazy, nasty jokes. I'm still righteous in that. You got to be an adult, though.
2: Yeah. Right? You yeah. got to titillate
1: the mind oh, in yeah. different ways. Because You know, my particular key of creation may not unlock your mind that way. It may have to be through artwork or writing or talking or telling jokes or whatever it may be. But that's why a, a good fighter has an arsenal of weaponry that is perfected. Perfect your jab, your left hook, your right cross. Perfect your, your footwork. Perfect your stamina. Perfect your boxing IQ. This is not boxing, but I like that sport so much. Dipped and dead a little yeah. bit, but it's bodybuilding. But the thing is, you use your discipline. All that stuff these people say, if they got no discipline, no drive to do the damn thing, it doesn't mean anything. You can read all the books in the world, but if you don't take that's action, true. Right? But you better yeah, have
0: psychology the yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. We have a lot of people who are enthusiastic to do all kinds of things, but but okay. they don't have the know how. We have people who have the know-how and don't have the balls to go out there and do it
0: yeah.
2: and
1: dedicate to it and commit to it. Yeah. You know, you got all these women out here tomorrow, oh, I'm married to Jesus. But you have that battery operated boyfriend in the side drawer that's making you say oh Jesus when you hit that high. <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta straighten ourselves out big time, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It was oh, us. We are our Jesus.
2: <laughs> okay, okay.
1: We gonna save ourselves.
2: Inanimate but, object, yeah. making you say Jesus, boy. Right.
1: We, we and we go to the church houses on a Sunday, right? And they say, "Oh, uh, Jesus is the Son of God," right? Okay. And behind his head is an aura like a sun. But you sitting inside at the highest point. 12 noon when you should be outside getting the son of god from the sun enhancing your melanin to raise your vibrations so you can see through this devil
2: that's the real
1: son of god they don't like us out in the sun well well, you're dark enough why why are you out in the sun because i can get something for free
2: okay that you
1: can't get and you can't give right you Ah. look at all the nature What man copies when you see a satellite dish, you say, oh, the man, white man is brilliant. There's a brother in there somewhere when it comes to making these inventions. But let's just say how people take it that way. Oh, the white man is so brilliant. Look at the satellite dishes that he has. And it has a line that goes down into the other stuff. But look at the plants.
0: Don't they see
1: the rays of the sun? And they have a stem or they have a trunk that goes down into the ground, grounded, producing fruits producing vegetables, something that you can eat and you say there's no creator or divine force?
0: So if I have
1: a divine force behind me, I'm mighty. I'm not mighty because I'm mighty. I'm nothing without that force behind me. And I'll shut up after this and I'll say it again. They
2: can make money, but they can't make melanin. We know
1: that. We know that. Like I said, anybody who's out here who is about something, understand the power that's in you and behind you, you. Don't forget that. Because, like yeah. I say before, and I'm gonna say it again and, I, and I'll sign off. But if you hold up toilet paper, right, just roll it down for a few sheets that, that, that are hanging, right? right. And so if I say, okay, I'm holding this toilet paper, punch it. And you punch it, it's gonna fall down because it's nothing but a little weak toilet paper. But if you don't understand what I'm saying, go up against that brick wall and hold the toilet paper in front <laughs> of the brick wall and say, okay, punch this toilet paper as hard as you can. You know that you're gonna break your hand, but a fool will take a and busting, okay. not because the toilet paper is so strong, right? We got them two ply or one ply accidents we have all the time. It'll rip yeah. on you anytime, but it's because of what's behind you—the brick wall that's behind you. That's right. That's behind that's
2: right. you.
1: That's right. Yep. That's what well, it is.
2: Well, brother, you know. Uh, this I'm is hyped. A- yeah, you're the- hyped.
1: I'm you, hyped. I've been getting now, the you, sun.
2: You, you, you ready, to-
0: ready to
1: do some work? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. my ready day is some work. Yeah, it's 9:44 and I've only just begun. We've only <laughs> just begun. Well, I, I think i to have a good day. I got a little bit of time I'm going
2: to listen to some of your programs. Oh yeah, yeah, I got another one I'm putting up
1: tonight and everything. I might just do a few more until I fall, until I collapse. I was so happily fatigued last night, right? I'm yeah. not saying tired. No, rejuvenated, right? I can talk yeah. loud. Nobody's around me. I can do what I got to do. I don't know how I climbed the steps. I, I woke up in the bed. I'm like, when did I get up here? How did I get up here? <laughs> wow! Well, I give everything every day because we don't know. One of the biggest things that we are foolish about is thinking we all have time. That's true. Right? I'm not gonna think about. Well, I might die tomorrow. I might die 20 years. I'm not thinking about that. What is it that I have to do today? today. If you don't have to do today, you're dead. And you did That's a wonderful. Right. Presentation today, and you're very much alive. and I'm waiting for next week, my brother. Creator willing, thank,
2: well, you, thank you so you much. brother. Lance. Keep up the great work, man. We oh, yeah, you,
1: you motivate me, brother. You motivate me big time. That's no lie. That's why I'm right here, no matter where I am. If I'm in the street and I got to do it through the phone, like I did the other time, we're gonna start it that way, wherever That's I am. Fine.
2: That's for sure. Gotta
1: be something really bad to keep me from having this show with you, my brother. Thank well,
2: I you. I appreciate it, man.
1: It's always a pleasure.
2: Well, you take care of yourself, brother. Much, much peace and love, and we'll talk again soon.
1: Yes, most definitely. Okay, thank you so much, brother. Peace.
4: showed up in our country telling us of a land filled with luxury he said black man follow me to america there you'll find more gold for your labor our to were tricked onto his boat since that time we've been wrestling with the gold, we landed here in Jamestown, Virginia. Four hundred years to suffer. So, my friend, it's easy to tell: white man heaven is black man hell. When the slave master wanted to have some sport, he would heap on our parents' cruelties of the worst sort, burn them at stake. And them on trees his ears were deaf to our parents please though you were pregnant black woman you pulled the plow like a horse like a dog even a cow he filled your womb with his wicked seed his half-white children you were made to breed oh my friend it's easy to tell white man heaven is a black man
0: Hell.
4: So-called Negro, open up your eyes, black man everywhere is on the rise, yes, kick the white man out of Asia, and he's going fast, out of Africa, with Every ounce of strength and breath, his cry is give us liberty or give us death. The whole black world has their eyes on you to see what the so-called Negro is going to do. So my friend, it's easy to tell, our unity will give the white man hell. God made a promise to Abraham his seed would be a stranger in a foreign land they would suffer and be afflicted four hundred years but he would come wipe away their tears, our God and Savior, Allah has come. He has declared the white man's day is done. He has given us a divine messenger, one prophesied to come. His name is Elijah. We now can stand up, the whole world to tell our god has come to give us heaven and take the devil Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our names, our language, our culture, our God? and our religion. Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't enjoy now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we're living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly Before the white man gained entry to the east he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained in into Asia and Africa, from China he took silk and gunpowder. From India, he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast, he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path, the whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. (sweak) so came to america we were living in the east by the nile river we were living in luxury enjoying freedom justice and equality we wore silken robes and slippers of gold we were the wealthiest and the wisest people i'm told now we are the poorest of the poor nobody wants us at their door so my friend it's easy to tell white man heaven black man hell when the white man came to america he told the indian i am your white brother he said red man i'll treat you the best Yet and still he pushed the Indian further west With his white woman and fire water With tricks and lies he stole America The original owner of this nation Is cooped up on a reservation So my friend it's easy to tell White man heaven is black man hell he needed someone to work the land his back was too weak he needed you black man so he commissioned sir john hawkins to commit the world's most grievous sin to take a man who's born to be free and bring him down to slavery to sell a man as merchandise on his body put a prize Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell White man heaven is black man hell
0: E aí
2: Thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Because it's
0: a war on the real baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real baby, look out. Because it's a war on the real baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. Uh, War on so no. so so a the real baby, I mean, look out. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. A war on the real baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. A war on the real baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real baby, look outside. A war on the real baby, look out.